0: the cheapest agent doesn't always get you the most money in your pocket, which is a common misconception. It might be like, oh, I, I want the cheapest agent so I get more of my rental money in my account, right? But a really good agent will actually know how to get more rents and how to reduce the vacancy and how to, you know, make sure the rents are being reviewed and going up each year. And that can actually get me even more money in my pocket despite paying that slightly higher fee. Going one, going one, no
1: you're to The Property Pod. All right, guys, welcome back to The Property Pod, your weekly engagement into real estate here in the Hobart Marketplace. I am your host, Aaron Horn, and it gives me great pleasure to be back at the desk with the boys in the hood. I've yeah. got Patrick Berry and John McGregor. Welcome back to The Property Pod. It's
2: been a few weeks. So it's good to have you back, mate. It's,
1: it's been a while. Days. Yeah, it's been a red hot minute.
2: It feels like ages. I, I know. I say that yeah. every time, like we are sitting here. Yeah. I
1: only think it's like two weeks like i know i was away i went to a wedding in bendigo actually Paige from bendigo who has been one of our long-time listeners it was her wedding so shout out to her awesome um yes she used to be a faulkner but now she's smart so she's smart to be listening to this bad boy was
3: there episodes on the you know the rotational playlist on the night
1: yeah, no, the DJ just said, listen to the Property Pod." No, they didn't have a DJ. They had an amazing band. It was, right. um yeah, absolute cracking event. And they
2: did covers of the Property Pod, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did um, episodes 7, 9 and 41. The one on um uh, title insurance was yeah, the, oh, yeah, was yeah, there. That was, that was, <laughs> the that was the a death. real hit.
2: <laughs> really, took, really made the dance floor take off.
1: <laughs> no, look, oh, I, I, I feel like we haven't been in this studio for a little while. It yeah. probably hasn't been that long. But, um, yeah, work has been... It's been it hectic. There's yeah. been a lot going on. You've had a cracker in Parliament Street. I don't know if people would have seen the the video of it yet, but we've, we've done an interview. I think we're going to try and use it as a um, podcast episode. He had about a 25-minute yeah. chat with yeah, the yeah. owner of the house. And,
2: and told you, she's just such a good storyteller, Jen. Oh, That's yeah. That's the thing. You know, like, every, I met her years ago. and we became. You know, she's been one of my best mates for years. But every time she, tells, she just talks about something, she's always got interesting stories because she travels everywhere. Um, but I just sit there and just listen to her. And that's when we, I mean, the, what they'd work with her and her husband, Andrew, and um, the work that they've done and the detail that brought into this place, I was like, who who better to showcase this property than them? Yeah. And, I mean, you guys did an incredible job taking 30 minutes and, you know, compressing it down into a, you know, a, a sizable five minutes. But I don't think it could have been any shorter. Like, there was so many beats about that property oh, yeah. that had to be hit. And if you cut any, any more, you just would have missed it.
1: No, look, and it was it was it was a battle. I actually got another cousin of mine. who I've got a cousin who works for the media house here. I got another cousin of mine to freelance and edit of it for me because it was go. so big. I was like, dude, I just need you to like trim the fat on this bad boy. Yeah. There's heaps in it. Um, but going through it, I think we'll try for the podcast maybe next week or the week after. We'll release it as a pod and we'll yeah, we'll that. put it out and we'll just put the full long form conversation because sitting there listening to you guys, chat. It was a hoot. I yeah. loved it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll just see, watch this space um, in the coming weeks and you will yeah, you might get a really nice um, story of 15 Parliament Street in Sandy Bay, a, mm. a cracking property.
2: And I just think from um, a different perspective, it's, it's just such a fun way to engage in property where rather than you've just got the agent standing in front of the home, well, people ask, like, well, you know, what's this? Why did they do that? Like, where are they going? And is this, well... There it is. Yeah, listen to it. You know, chat.
1: Yeah, the doggy doll. You'll find yeah. all all out about that uh, uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, Pat, you've hooked us up with a guest today.
2: Hi. I have
3: hooked us up with guests, and I'm excited.
1: Yeah, <laughs> who we got?
3: Uh, so we've got Hermione coming in. She's uh, one of our business coaches here at Four One Four, and has been a, a very long friend of Four One Four. She's helped mm. us out with software along the way and bits and pieces in our rental space. So yeah, we're going to get her on. We're going to talk all things rentals today.
1: Sweet. Well, let's not hold it up anymore. Uh, we will cut away, and we'll be right back with Hermione. Cool. Um, that's right, crew. We are here with Hermione Hart, an absolute uh, stalwart in the real estate profession here in Australia. She is a business and personal development coach. She's just launched uh, Sidekick Plus. She's the host of her own podcast. She's uh, close to our hearts. So, uh, the real estate chicks. So I think there's about nine or so episodes live at the moment, but there's uh, plenty more coming. She does that with her friend, Courtney Hill. Uh, She's out there helping real estate business owners and people create strategy systems and structures to grow with ease. Look at this intro. (laughs) I know, tell me about it. And I only prepared it five minutes ago. (laughs) Uh, Been part of the the industry for 14 years, worked from – Here to London, to Sydney, all across uh, the globe. So an absolute superstar and it's an absolute pleasure to have her on on our show. Welcome to the Property Pod, Hermione.
0: Thank you, gosh, that's a lot to live up to. (laughs) Yes,
1: (laughs) I know, setting the bar very high. That, that's
3: probably the, me. the grandest intro Aaron you've ever given to one of our guests <laughs> it's pretty impressive
1: the hilarious bit is I'm going to throw myself under the bus here but the hilarious bit is I've been out taking photos all this morning and in my head I'm like I've got to get ready for the podcast <laughs> I've got to get ready for the podcast I literally sat down and just was like copy paste copy paste copy paste well, it, it came out like a dream <laughs> <laughs> you, you've
3: nailed it mate <laughs> well thanks for joining us morning we're really excited to have you on our podcast this morning yeah
0: you're so welcome. I'm happy to be here and have a chat.
3: So fill people in a little bit. Um, do you want to let everyone know, I guess, how you got into the industry and how you've ended up becoming a real estate coach?
0: Oh gosh. Okay. I'll try and keep it as brief as possible. But um, I basically, I, I was finishing school and I just worked at a video store and I was one of those. Oh, who which one? No idea what they Sorry. wanted. Sorry, I got to a jump blockbuster. in. Oh. A blockbuster. I was a little video little easy for enemy. life. Yeah,
1: I think I've seven years at, at a video store.
0: I still, I still go into stores and try and like straighten things up. from Straightening all the video and DVD cases. Um, But yeah, like I was, you know, I went through the transition from video to DVD and they, um, I was finishing school and they kind of went, Oh, you know, you could work your way up and become the assistant manager of the store. And I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, But luckily my mom was selling our family house at the time. And I just literally gained an interest in, in real estate went to TAFE, did my certifications and just started working from the ground up. And um, yeah, over the eight or nine years, worked in lots of different roles in property management and then moved out of the front line. worked with real estate software, worked for a real estate training company. Um, and yeah, got some really awesome experience working with literally hundreds of different real estate agencies specialized in that property management space, um, all around Australia. So I've seen them all different shapes and sizes the good, the bad and the ugly. And mm. yeah, I feel very grateful to support some, yeah, some beautiful businesses, um, yeah, grow and streamline and help them create businesses that support their lives and the lives that they want to live and help provide customers with better service. So, yeah, it's been it's been a really cool journey, and I feel very grateful to be where I'm at now.
3: Well, I, I can't even remember when we first met Hermione, but it was very early in our agency's sort of growth, and you brought us some real estate software that really transformed how our property management department run. Um, and since then, you've also been working with one of our, our business development managers, Joe, help her sharpen her skill set. So um, we can put a lot of credit to our agency's growths just from the different things you brought to us along the way. But today, I guess what I was really excited to, to do is try flip it on you a little bit. Instead of, you know, teaching real estate agents how to be better at being real estate agents, use all that knowledge that you've sort of discovered along the way. And if you had an investment property that you were looking to rent out, what is it that you would look for in a property manager to try, you know, choose the right one based on everything you sort of know in the, about the industry?
0: Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting question. I mean, you probably got quite a few people listening who either do own investment property or have thought about buying investment property. And um, you know, I think the, the first thing is that there is a lot of a lot of choice out there. Every suburb, every city has a lot of different agencies that they can choose uh, to, choose from. The, the typical default for a lot of investors is they will just sort of default to use this managing agent that they purchased through, right? Because uh-huh. it sort of seems like the easiest option. But from experience, like I know that, that just because you've bought that property through that agency, it doesn't mean that e- e- either that they're the best agency for the area, but they're even the best agency for you. Because mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, each investor has got different needs, different wants different things that they value in a service. And so I think, you know, for me, I definitely, I know that I would be doing a lot more research to find probably the best local agent in the area that has probably the best reviews and the best client experiences that has um, really strong processes. And it doesn't necessarily need to be the cheapest as if I can see the value in paying slightly more. Because I suppose that's the common thing that, especially in the industry, people come up against. It's like, oh, you know, investors or landlords will just want to find the cheapest agent. But, you know, when in my experience, what I can see is that the the cheapest agent doesn't always get you the most money in your pocket, which is a common misconception. It might be like, oh, I, I want the cheapest agent. So I get more of my rental money in my account, right? But a really good agent will actually know how to, get more rents and how to reduce the vacancy and how to you know make sure the rents are being reviewed and going up each year and that can actually get me even more money in my pocket despite paying that slightly higher fee so I think that for me I know that that's what I would be looking out for is which agency can can deliver on those results and processes to actually get me more income more asset growth over that time
3: it's um, a yeah, It's an interesting sense. point you point out because you are correct. A lot of people tend to automatically think the cheapest agency is going to mean that I get the most money in my bank mm-hmm. account each week. But if they're undervaluing the property when they're trying to decide what to rent it out, that means that you might save, you know, a couple of dollars in the weekly management fee, but it could be coming at the cost of, you know, 10 or $20 a week in weekly rent. So your overall profits at the end of the year are going to be down simply by choosing potentially that cheaper agent, um, and then the flip side, I, I know I noticed you mentioned as well, vacancy rates. Um, do you want For a lot of people, do you want to explain a little bit more what that means, I guess, when it comes to vacancy rates and how that can affect your income at the end of the year?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, in a nutshell, if you have a property vacant for four weeks versus one week, obviously, that's going to cost you, you're not going to be getting any income during that period of time, right? So, instead of getting... 52 weeks of income on your rental property, you might only be getting 48 weeks of rental income on your property across the year, right? So it it might seem like, oh, that's just up to the market as to how long a property sits vacant. But in my experience, I know that there's things agencies can do and have in place to make sure that that vacancy period is minimised, right? Like I know a lot of agencies will have, you know, that they have things in place so that they make sure there's only even a couple of days in between the vacating tenant and the incoming tenant. And I know that then that's acting in my best interest as a landlord, because then I'm only going to have to worry about having a few days where I don't have that rent covered. And probably that that, you know, I don't then have to worry about pulling money out of my own pocket to put into that investment property setup, right? Because if that property is vacant for four weeks and, you know, most of most investors are, you know, financing that through the rental income. So then suddenly I don't have four weeks of rental income, but I still have my mortgage repayments. I want to find an agency that knows how to minimize that that vacancy through solid vacate processes through having the tenant databases there ready to go to you know premium marketing so that I know that I'm attracting all those tenants Wait before that last tenant even moves out and having that all secured and lined up, ready to go.
1: From the inside, that seems like something that totally makes sense from people that are working mm-hmm. in the industry. But if you're someone that's out there, you're just like, oh, yeah, you've got to wait till the person moves out of the house before I can start advertising it, which then means we've got to set up the um, inspection the following week. If you're kind of self-managing it, that might be your, your mindset. But if you're bringing on a professional and they've got all these systems in place, which is kind of what you discussed, it's going to streamline that and you're not going to be kind of worrying about, yeah, oh, will I be able to afford the mortgage this week and how is my like financial situation going to be based on this vacancy, which, yeah, something I'd never thought of before we'd started the podcast or had worked in real estate.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And I think nicely is it would be having, you know, on paper from your management authority uh, premium agent, I would, I'll use that for lack of a better term, might cost you an extra couple of hundred bucks over the year. But they're going to save you thousand dollars over the long term. Reduced mistakes, better processes, you know, more efficient management. Because if that property is vacant, like at the moment, the average you know loan for an Australian is somewhere between three hundred fifty to four hundred thousand dollars. With increasing interest rates, that's nearly two grand a month. That quickly disappears. And if all of a sudden those four weeks are vacant and you've lost that two grand, um, it takes you nearly you know that would and then in order to recoup that two thousand dollars. For an extra twenty to fifty bucks, you need to wait the entire year before you've recouped that, you know, Difference. income that you've lost. So, just by uh, you know, by them having just lose that little bit of downtime and rent actually has a huge effect. And then all of a sudden, that two hundred bucks that you would have paid the you know the uh, gain by getting the cheaper agent all of a sudden sounds like it has cost you an enormous amount of money the otherwise wouldn't have planned for.
0: We're not we're not playing with with monopoly money like this is mm. this is real people's money, right? And this is the thing I you know try and teach all of the clients that I work with um you know when I first started in property management I had this perception that oh all landlords must be these like rich investor <laughs> people and they must have lots of money. Why are they getting so upset when I want to you know, uh, get a washing machine repaired for $500, right? But mm. then over the years, I've realized that most, the majority of investors are just like you, me, any of us listening. And we've got that investment property set up with its, you know, it's, it, with, with hopefully the rent paying as much of that, the costs of that investment property as possible. And then I've got my own income and my own life. And when there's any costs or vacancy or anything going on on that investment property, that poses then a risk to not having that income, it means I actually have to go and like look at my own personal budget. Do I have savings there ready to go? Like do I have that, that, that rainy day fund to be able to put into that investment property or am I so tightly budgeted with, of course, a reason, right? I want to have this investment property to, you know, for my own future and in retirement and all that sort of thing. But then am I going to need to go and find that $2,000 from my own personal budget? Does that mean, oh, sorry, kids can't do a family holiday this year? (laughs) Like we've got no no money. We've had to put it into the investment property, which is for the future, but then it's a sacrifice for right now. So part of working with a really good um, property manager will be one that knows how to minimise that vacancy for you.
2: Well, so what, I mean, you mentioned that, um, because I understand it when you're talking about processes, et cetera. um, I mean, we, we can often get sold on shiny colours um, and a fast, fast yeah. mouth, but what sort of questions are you, would you be looking to ask when you're searching for the right um, company for yourself?
0: gosh i wouldn't want to be um i I wouldn't want anyone to have to do an appraisal for me i think i i would ask a lot of questions i'd be like i'd be like show me your vacate checklist show me show me your process and procedure for when a tenant gives notice like i'd probably be a real pain in the ass really i'd love it um yeah
1: you would you'd be all over that
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but you know but maybe for an everyday investor it might be yeah sort of saying oh um what, what do you guys have in place to minimise vacancy? And letting them tell you, right? Like for me, I'd be like, okay, well, I know it needs to come down to probably even before that when we're reviewing the rents, um, you know, a couple of months before the end of the fixed-term tenancies, a good property manager will be reviewing the rent and the tenancy and having the conversations months in advance of that vacate date to know whether that tenant is going to stay or go, Um, you know, hopefully the property manager is doing the best negotiations possible to keep that tenant in place, right, because if we can have a tenant that doesn't leave for three, four, five or more years, zero vacancy, right? And plus, if we're getting, you know, gradual incremental increases that are balanced with keeping that tenant in place, that's in the best interest of the landlord, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you can see a real gap where an agency doesn't really have that process in place, or maybe they sort of, some of them might send a message out saying, hey, do you want to renew your tenancy? And no one really gets back to anyone. And so it just lapses and either that tenant moves out or that tenant goes on to a month to month and then moves out at a really crappy time over Christmas. You know, like it, 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 it then comes down to well, what processes does that agency have in place to ensure that not only is that conversation had, but it's followed up upon mm. um, at that initial stage of renewal. Um, so I can't remember what the question was, <laughs> no, <laughs> but like, 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 what, what questions would I ask? I'd yeah. be sort of saying, well, a, what's your process for renewing tenancies and keeping tenants in place? But b, then what, what are you doing to minimise that vacant period for me? Because I know that that's a very costly costly
1: time I, I guess just one thing i just wanted to backtrack on uh, in your first kind of um part you were you're mentioning like you you purchased a property from real estate company x a lot of people might just think like oh well now they've got to manage that um investment for me i know that's something yeah again i'm, I'm the guy on the podcast that's from the outside that's like i had no idea about any of this before we started and it's kind of what launched the podcast into being like man you guys are having some interesting conversations i'd love to know more If I was to buy a property from, yeah, whatever agency it was, I would just think, oh, yeah, i just make them manage it. How can we educate people that, like, yeah, there are other options out there? I know, like, you mentioned a washing machine before. I was thinking if I was going to buy a new washing machine, I'd be going online and reading review after review after review to find out what the best one is. But I envision a lot of people that just think, oh, well, no, I've got to go with that real estate agent because that's the one that gave it to me. How can we teach people that that's not the way to go about things?
0: Uh well, like you're up against a slight challenge because like mm, most agencies who are fairly switched on will be getting that sales agent to kind of be like, oh, it's easier if you just come with us, yeah. right? Like we make it easy, right? We can, we've got the keys. It's, it's, it's the best option for you. And right? it is
3: if you're buying from us. Yes. So let's just clear that up, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you're buying from 414 is the best option. Well, Pat, I would say yeah, right? that
1: so- let people go and um and look elsewhere and they'll still come back based on what you're doing
0: (laughs) yeah right like so it's the easiest option for us but you know i also truly strongly believe that we are the best option because of xyz right like it might be layering something on from your perspective um but yeah like it's a it's a tricky one because again for someone buying a property like there's a lot going on right there's a lot to remember there's a lot to think about so when we're then adding in Oh, now I've got to make a decision on what property manager to use on my property. And I'm like, oh, it's easier and less time consuming for me to go with the easiest option. Sure. Like tick but and forget. Yeah. Right. Like it's like, okay, well, sure. Like I'd like fries with that. Like just chuck it on. <laughs> um, but so it might be like, well, sorry, not might be. What I would recommend is that, yeah, maybe look at that as an option, but don't take that as the only option. Right. Um, it's sort of like if you book a, flight to go somewhere and they send you the recommended hotels like you probably don't just default to one of those you probably end up going and doing your own research and finding out what will work best for you based on what your needs are for that holiday so it's the same thing it's working out okay what what do i need from a property manager i need someone who's gonna you know minimize my vacancy get me the most rent possible communicate with me like that has you know online access to my data like whatever those kind of checkpoints are for you And also that social proof to go, okay, well, who else has already had a good or bad experience with this person? Because we do, like for everything else in our life, we go and check reviews now. And that's what a lot of landlords and investors are now leaning towards and they are shopping online for their agency. So they're checking the Google reviews. Um, So that would be another big thing. For a landlord to sort of to check the reviews of that agency and see what experience they've had, and make sure that it's not just all good sales reviews that you can see some reviews of. Wow, the property management team are great because they did X as well. Yeah, percent. I think there's a we can forget that you know for the for the public and the general investor they see X Y Z agency as a, as a whole, but there can actually be in most agencies, like they run quite separately, mm. <laughs> the property management and the sales. So, so like we want to make sure that the, the property managers have good strong experience and reviews and positive things said about them as well as the sales team.
3: And I would have thought that the property managers that look after the properties are only ever as good as the support admin team behind them as well. So like uh, if I was asking a question of who to who would I manage my property with. I'd probably be asking the business development manager at the appraisal stage, you know, the property manager looks after it, but do they get additional support to, you know, work through all the admin things so things don't get forgotten? Or like I know with our team, we've got two admin support staff that help the entire property management department get the jobs done. And to me, that just seems important to make sure that those little things just don't get forgotten about. Mm. So... I think the worst thing we could have is a property manager that's stressed every day because they've got too many things they're trying to juggle. And so I'd be wanting to know that they are getting the the support. Or how many properties are you actually managing yourself? Yeah. Yourself is that?
0: Yeah, is that? I, yeah. Yeah, is that an, I definitely ask that as well. Yeah, it, uh, it's uh, how many how many properties are you looking after, and what what how is that structured? What support do you have? Because. Um, you know, back in the day when I started, you know, property managers could probably manage 250 properties with their eyes closed. But now with the technology and the demands and the legislation, um, and the, the sort of property management has, has leveled up over the years. It used to be just like a, you know, okay, yeah, sure. We can look after your property for you. It wasn't really like a a big thought out thing, but now like it, it is a, you can see the value and difference it can make to an investor when it's done well. So, um, checking on how many properties that property manager manages, there isn't a Correcting there isn't inside. a right number. I'd love to say like okay, it's it's 100 or 150 or 200, but it varies depending on whether that person has support Um, You know, I would probably say if there's one property manager and no support and they're managing 250, 300 properties on their own, like that is going to be too much for one person to handle without being stressed and overwhelmed to be able to get back to everyone on time, right? And then what happens when that person needs a sick day or a holiday or anything? So you want to know that the property manager you're choosing has a manageable amount of properties or if it's a high amount that they do have that support team behind them. Well,
2: and what I like about that too is like, well, what happens to my property when you're sick? And it's that, well, mm-hmm. do they have a, um, a team and a business around them that goes, well, actually it's okay, um, you know, you're not going to have to, if, you know, so- sometimes life happens and I'm not going to be there for you, I'm going to be on holidays, I'm going to be sick. And the, the good thing is the business has those support structures in place that boom, nothing gets missed, someone takes over and you're still running smoothly. Whereas, you know, if, if you might end up with one person that's managing an enormous amount of properties with um for uh, you know a lesser rent because they can support that but then what happens when they're sick We well, got nothing
1: it's like friday night rolls around at the blockbuster of video easy <laughs> yes. you've got two people that are meant to be on shift and they're gone and one person doesn't show up you've got to get the returns out you've got to get the new releases back on the shelf hermione will film me on this one yeah.
2: <laughs> well, it's rough well i just think like uh, <laughs> sure you won the blockbuster and like you see the bins full when you're looking over the poor guy yep. like as you were clamor like mate What's happening? Yeah. Like, oh, oh, my crew's gone.
1: My crew's yeah. gone. Where's, where's the
2: Matrix? Oh, oh, the is the Matrix out yet? Yeah. It's rough.
3: Yeah. I can never remember <laughs> you being busy in this store. All I remember <laughs> you is watching movies every time I went in. Uh, we had our moments. No, no, Friday
1: no. night, Saturday night. No, okay. that was product
2: research. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do about enjoying movies. <laughs>
0: watching movies, stealing a couple of chocolate bars on the store. Oh, yeah. A few, few
1: cheeky Snickers here and there.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh the good old days. Uh,
0: yeah it brings like it's like that the the volume and capacity of what any one person can handle it kind of brings that into question though because i think you know a lot of the stuff i do the work i'm doing in the industry at the moment is around um, burnout and stress for property managers right and making sure they know how to handle their own stress and how to better manage their time and how to avoid burnout so um a lot of that is around resource and how much one person can kind of take on. And so it's an important question. Um, But I think it also brings in like the experience side of things as well would be another thing that I would be checking on is how much experience someone has because a fairly fresh, newer property manager, whilst everyone needs an opportunity to learn and experience, like they're just, they're just not going to know some of the intricacies and, legislation and how to minimize risks in the same way a really experienced p.m would um you know it's there's there's some stuff that just comes from being in the industry for a long time and you just know when when that person says that i know it actually means this and i know to look deeper into a tenancy application or i know that okay this is how i can get the best outcome out of this tenancy for the landlord like there's some of that stuff that you can't learn in any course it comes from experience so i'd be Mm. definitely looking at you know, it, the experience of that team, right? Even if it's a more junior property manager, is there someone else there that does have that level of experience?
2: It's such an interesting point because it can even be in the relation to um, having the right conversations with tradespeople, managing maintenance, um, organising the inspections. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like yeah, I've seen this before. This we better look into this deeper, like you said. Uh, and you know, if it is a uh, if if it is a fresh junior, like and they and they don't have that experience around them, well, again, there's. They're, they're going to learn the hard way and that's the only way you learn through experience. But unfortunately, I mean, let's be selfish, you don't want to be the landlord that gives them all their mistakes just to learn. Definitely.
1: This might be a good spot just to kind of um, move the conversation over to Sidekick. Could you maybe kind of, um, yeah, have a chance to plug away at sidekick.net.au and, and tell us all about <laughs> your uh, your newest venture and, and the podcast, etc. Yeah, well,
0: the, the, the podcast is like my uh, – it's just been something that my friend Courtney and I, we, we've got no agenda. We just thought let's just jump on and have a chat about life working in the real estate industry and a couple of the, you know, weird and wonderful news stories that you hear from time to time. So that's just been a bit of a passion project and it's been super nice to do something that is just, yeah, just for fun. Just and fun, a yep. Conversation. Yeah, sure. We know yeah. the feeling. Mm. Yeah, it's just, you know. And we've had some really great feedback of people just going, oh, that's great. I feel a little less alone. I know that you know, mm. other people are going through and experiencing the same thing I am. Um, but yeah, Sidekick, is, um, it actually started, I originally created it as an outsourcing company. I was going to do sort of outsourced inspections and and more admin support for real estate agencies and property management teams, but then I had my first child and couldn't do any of that um and just through the nature of what i was doing in real estate software i i, I would typically end up coaching and and supporting and sorting people's problems out and helping people map out plans and those sort of things so i typically would my genius zone is much more coaching people and yeah. getting them to where they want to be um and so yeah so sidekick has been just coaching and consulting one-on-one with businesses and then more recently i'm stepping into like online courses so um like like what I said before, I'm running an online course at the moment for property managers on how to manage their mindset and stress and time and communication and those sort of things so that they can be better property managers, feel less stressed, get along better with their clients and provide better service. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's been really cool to create it. I I work from home. I've got really good balance with my two young girls. Um, And, yeah, I'd really love to one day help other people kind of be do what I do as well because there's lots of opportunity for us to learn from other people who've already been there and done that as well in the industry.
1: Yeah, awesome. No, it's super cool. It's one of those things where, um, yeah, if you have found your sweet spot and you know what you're good at, um, yeah, pivoting away from kind of your main skill set and being like, I'm going to try this other thing, you still kind of find your way back into the coaching side of things. But yeah, if what is it the thing they say if you're passionate about something you never work a day in your life, is that how it goes? Well, is that how it feels yeah. at sidekick? Or is yeah. it just like the girls are just like, Ah
0: Mum, come back See, I'm um, gonna I, I say I, I do a lot of um I do a lot of my own personal development, right? Yep. And then a lot of what I teach is sort of what I've kind of been through myself. Yep. Um and so I've been through you know, the the push to kind of grow a business and and get it up and running to a stage that, you know, has good income, right? But then you get to this stage in running any business where you're like, oh, this is great, but like my life is very burnt out and I have no freedom. So over this last year, I've been like redesigning my own business to make sure that um, whilst it provides for me income wise, it also is balancing with my life and allows me to be a mom and gives me the freedom and that I'm not just consumed by it 24 seven. So I've ended up now, A lot of my clients are small property management business owners who um, kind of want the same thing. They've grown their business to a certain stage, but then they're like, oh, this isn't what I signed up for. I I want to have this, but I also want my life. And so I work with a lot of, um, you know, small to medium property management business owners to help them uh, grow in a sustainable way and and kind of get their life back.
1: You could kind of say you're trying to get your mind's vacancy um, rate back to a a healthy medium. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. <laughs> landed it <laughs> i was only saying before sorry i'm just going to go off um i was only saying before we haven't done this for a few weeks and i feel really rusty i don't feel rusty at all boys <laughs> no, i'm no. feeling good
2: <laughs> <laughs> we could
1: do like three more of these today i'll
2: start with the intro mate. <laughs> <led us wrong.
1: laughs> um i think i think that's a great place to to jump off um thank you so much for coming in and all. Being at home and, and giving us some of your time. Um, we do really appreciate it. It's been a really interesting um, chat. Uh, I think the podcast is called Those Real Estate Chicks. It's kind of your, your little passion project on the side. So look that up anywhere you can find it um, sidekick.net.au. Um, yeah, Hermione, thank you so much for coming in and, and being part of the property pod today. Uh,
0: thank you for having me. And yeah, hopefully, if there's any, any landlords listening, we've got a few tips on what to look for. And um, yeah, It's been really great to catch up and have a bit of a different chat to what I usually chat
1: about. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Thanks very much, Marnie. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye. Um, Boys, 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 another video store employee. You know my heart lights up (laughs) when I hear another video store employee. Hamish Blake, Video Easy uh, alum from back in the day. Mark Stewart, a fellow listener, also Video Easy (laughs) alum. I know that Blockbuster is the enemy, but... You, Hermione experience. spoke so well that she can yeah. she can be yeah, on the still pop. the
3: only one that exists today
2: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> have you seen that? actually there's a Netflix show coming out about the last about, blockbuster, about the last blockbuster. Oh, isn't really? that funny that um, the war between Netflix and blockbuster was so big they basically like went um, CD versus Betamax or whatever all yeah. the vinyl all the, the battle and now Netflix are making a show about blockbuster well so. I
2: think too when they I mean blockbuster had that opportunity but they, they just said no. Nah, that's just stupid stuck with the store and
1: there's a really good stuff. yeah there's yeah. a really good doco out there about the the battle of the yeah. um, of the video stores but yes shout out to I just I just get so excited <laughs> yeah, yeah. it yeah. takes me back to a happy place <laughs> of people coming in and being like I'm looking for this movie with yeah, that yeah. guy and I'm like you look like a Nicolas Cage fan. You're looking for face-off. <laughs> I just know. And, oh, yeah, that's that's the one. Damn. <laughs> I
2: want to take his face off.
1: off. <laughs> uh, Hermione's great. That was such a good she's conversation. A legend. Yeah. Legend,
2: yeah. Because I, I remember even when we had our business um, and she introduced uh, Inspect Real Estate to us. She helped our team a lot. Yeah. You know? um, she's phenomenal, a phenomenal, phenomenal operator. Yeah. Great coach. Great yeah. coach.
1: Yeah. And it sounds like this sidekick thing is going to be really exciting, kind of, yeah, giving um, plenty of people opportunities to uh, level themselves up and... Again, it's in this modern COVID world where you can work from home, still look after the family, and, yeah, yeah. she seems like she's a natural at providing advice, taking on all those things and sending it down the line. So shout-out to Hermione. Everyone check out Sidekick. Um, What was the podcast called again? Uh, Those Real Estate Chicks. Those Real Estate Chicks. I feel like her pod is uh, very closely aligned with ours in that it's, let's talk about anything else, but based on what you've said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. It it feels good to be back in the studio, boys. It's, yeah, man. Good yeah, Nah, no, it's good to be back. Mm. We will uh, we'll be back next week with more, perhaps John's special edition episode. Yep. Uh, shout out to all our listeners there. Like, share, subscribe, all those things that you should do. This it's has been the Property week. Pod. Till next time. Uru, bye.